Welcome to another edition of the RPAC Rundown Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Jones. In this week's episode, we will talk about the RPAC All-Conference Volleyball Selections. We'll go through the first team selections, and then you can view our post on rpacrundown.com to see the rest of the selections as we go in-depth on the players selected. We also have those up on social media, too. Also, we will visit with Mike Spargo of Dundee County Stratton as the Tigers wrapped up their season at Howell's Dodge a couple of weeks ago in the playoffs. As always, visit rpacrundown.com for anything RPAC-related. Like our weekly blogs, in between seasons, we have our fall sports recap. As mentioned, we have those RPAC Volleyball Conference selections up, and we're going to have some fun content until we get to the winter sports season. We'll take a break. You're listening to the RPAC Rundown Podcast. Webb's Oil Field Service would like to wish area athletes the best of luck this season. They are an oil field service company serving southwest Nebraska and northwest Kansas with oil lease and drilling rig services. Webb's Oil Field Service, located in Cambridge. At Scouts Recreation, we believe in the value of recreation. We believe in having fun. We believe that the best memories are made while doing the things that you love with your favorite people. We have a variety of items from men's grooming products like Duke Cannon, golf equipment, camping goods, and our own apparel line. Check out the website, scoutsrecreation.com, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Cross Diamond Cattle Company, located in Bertrand, is dedicated to raising top-quality Red Angus genetics and providing great customer service. Cross Diamond Cattle Company would like to wish area athletes the best of luck. RPAC volleyball coaches gathered to discuss all conference teams and the honors that were released over the weekend. Coaches can nominate their athletes for the all conference teams, but cannot vote on their own athletes. We will look at the first team selections for both the East and the West. The entirety of the selections can be found on our social media pages and also on rpacrundown.com, where we have an article that highlights the teams. We begin on the East side. The first team, it was Jalen Kent of Cambridge, a senior outside hitter. Then it was Ann Bowes of Southern Valley, a senior middle hitter. Then it was Addison Siebels of Alma a senior outside hitter. Then Aaron Johnson of Cambridge, a junior middle hitter. Bryn Lampy of Southwest, a senior who of course was a prolific setter in her career. Then it was Kira Nelms of Southwest, a sophomore middle hitter. Then the libero position is Bailey Allmeyer of Cambridge, a senior. For the East, Southwest had six selections across the teams and Cambridge had five. Now for the West, for the first team, it was Kendall Fleming of Wallace, a senior outside hitter. Then it was Audrey Holm of Paxton, a senior setter and middle hitter. Peyton Cox of Juanita Palisade, a senior outside hitter. Then it was Jacelyn Jorgensen of Paxton, a senior middle hitter. Then it was Jocelyn Cheek of Maxwell, a senior middle blocker. Then it was Kaylee Souser of Wallace, a sophomore setter. And then it was Gracie Goings of Juanita Palisade, a senior libero. Wallace had six selections across all of the teams. Hitchcock County had five. Like we mentioned, you can see the entire team selections on rpacrundown.com and our social media site. We'll take a break and then visit with Mike Spargo, head coach of the Dundee County Stratton Tiger football team. You're listening to the RPAC Rundown podcast. 
JBK Operating LLC is available for all of your oil field hot oiling, steaming, and well pumping needs. Contact J Webb at 308 340 0741 and see how JBK Operating LLC in Cambridge can help you. Good luck to the area athletes from JBK Operating LLC. Cambridge Supermarket is locally owned and operated. We offer fresh produce and quality cut meats, along with helpful employees that greet you with a smile and are there to help you find what you need. Cambridge Supermarket, fresh hometown values. Here at Crabelli Physical Therapy in Cambridge, our approach and philosophy are simple. Caring physical therapy with exceptional results. You will be treated by our highly qualified caring team dedicated to improving your health and well-being. Good luck to our area athletes from Corbelli Physical Therapy. Coffee, cappuccinos, and breakfast pizza. Just a few great things you can get at C-Plus and Bertrand on your way to work in the mornings. Store hours are 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday. Convenience Plus, a whole lot more. Located in Bertrand. Arapahoe Rehab and Fitness is locally owned and operated. Here to serve Arapahoe and the surrounding area. We have a passion for our patients and our community. Gym memberships are available. $15 for individuals, $20 for families. Now joining us on the RPAC Rundown podcast is Mike Spargo, head coach of the Dundee County Stratton Tiger football team. The Tigers had another solid season, finishing 10-1, losing in the quarterfinals to Howells Dodge in Class D2. Coach, obviously not the way you wanted the group to end their season, but before we visit about the game in depth, let's talk about the offseason. Your team had some state championship aspirations. What kind of conversations and also what kind of work did you see from your group throughout the year, and, and, and mainly the offseason, though, Coach? Um, you know, I think the biggest emphasis was, um, you know, just mental toughness, mental aspect of the game, um, you know, being able to, to handle adversity and, and overcome situations when things don't go your way. And, um, you know, I had two big losses two years ago, uh, you know, where we kind of got down Hitchcock and, and Howes Dodge, you know, both games we got down early and, um, you know, didn't respond well. Um, and that was just something we really wanted to, um, you know, change that, that aspect of it. And, I think our seniors did a good job with that. And, um, you know, I think we saw it at camp and I wasn't able to be there. I was coaching the Shatoma game. Um, so I was not there when they were at the Hastings football camp this summer, but I, I just know from talking with, uh, our D coordinator, coach Watt, who, who kind of ran the show for us. Um, you know, we played scrimmage Sandy Creek down there who just lost in the D one semis. And, um, you know, the night before the big scrimmage with Sandy, um, we got, they beat us in a, king of the hill kind of camp challenge that they do there and then um you know the following day we responded and did really well and beat them in the scrimmage so um that was just something we really really wanted to emphasize and i thought our seniors did a good job of helping us out with that now looking at your scores of the games this season if you just look at the surface level doesn't look like your team faced a ton of adversity but we all know that isn't true injuries maybe a bad day of practice or something else when instances like that occurred how did you see your team handle it throughout the season i mean we saw it all year long and, and you know like i said it's not always you know being down and responding to that it can be um, you know kid getting called for a holding penalty or, or giving up a big first down and they knew they you know didn't do their job and um, you know, what you saw, one of the best things I saw all year, as far as that goes, was, you know, we're playing twin loop and, you know, we were in man coverage and one of our, our corners jumped a jet sweep and he wasn't supposed to. And they, um, you know, threw the pass over the top of his head and there's nobody there to help. Cause it was just, 
you know, straight man coverage. And so young kid gives up a big play and they score and he's got his head down. And then one of my seniors walks right over to him and, and you know, grabs him, pats him on the head and, um, you know, walks him back to the huddle. So just things like that, just to see, you know, those, those seniors led by example when it came to handling that adversity, you know, those guys didn't do it and they didn't allow our younger guys to do it as well. So, I mean, I, I just know having leadership like that and those guys, you know, leading by example, you know, in this situation, um, you know, is going to help the program out in the long run. Looking at an individual, potentially historic season for Ethan Latta. He had over 2,000 yards rushing this season. Bobby Mills reported that he could be the only sophomore in Nebraska high school football history to do so as a sophomore. He also had 43 total touchdowns. Just tell us how dynamic he has been for your team and, and what's it like to have a player like that on your roster? I think if you've ever watched the kid in any sport, you know what kind of athlete he is and and, and what he brings to the table. And, um, you know, the fun part about this group as well, when you have a kid like that, that's getting, you know, just like you said, all this attention and all these yards, these touchdowns, this, that, um, you know, some on some teams and I've been on those teams, I've coached those teams. Um, you know, there's a little jealousy that can build up and nothing from this group as far as that goes. And, and to be honest with you, Ethan could probably care less too about, about those stat lines. I mean, you you know, I'll text him, hey, you just set a school record in this, or you just did this, and I just get a thumbs up back. You know, it's just the kind of kid he is, and, um, you know, super humble, and the kid will do anything he can for the team, and that's his number one focus. Um, you know, but he can't run for 2,000 without, you know, the five guys blocking for him up front. Um, you know, Lane Brown, our quarterback, being able to throw for 1,200 yards, um, 16 touchdowns. So being able to, to get some attention off Ethan, um, you know, in our throwing game, and then, you know, Brody Rogers and Lane Bybee and Brock Bailey, um, you know, Carlos Diaz before Carlos season ended, uh, Derek Knopfinger, Jackson Kirchel, you know, August Shaw, Dante Horner, you know, all those guys that, that block for, you know, for Ethan so he can get those yards. Um, you know, but again, those guys all understand, you know, only one guy can run the ball. So seven got a block to do their jobs. And so it was just fun with this group just to see how team oriented they were. You know, they didn't care who got the credit. They just wanted to win. Let's take a look at the defensive side. We'll highlight Jackson Kirchel. He had over 100 tackles this season. But as a whole, how did you see this side of the ball improve from last year to this year? Just how fast they played. And it's not, you know, track speed or 40 fast. Um, you know, you just saw them guys in positions that were much more comfortable this year than, you know, than previous years. And it allowed them to play faster. They can process and, um, you know, make their keys and go. You know, a lot of times if you're you're not confident in what you're doing and you're thinking you're going to play a little bit slower. And so just to see, um, you know, how fast those kids can react and, and do that stuff. And, you know, we try to prep them, you know, the best we can. And, and a lot of these kids are, are highly intelligent kids, too. So being able to move and line them up and, you know, telling them how to do things one time, um, you know, you get into games and those kids can just see it, react and go. And so to me, that was probably the most impressive thing to see with these guys, which is how fast they can process that information, see their keys, and, and then get to the ball. Now, let's talk a little bit about the Howells-Dodge game, Coach. Obviously, not the way you wanted it to go. You had an injury from Ethan Latta in it, but what were some of your takeaways from that game? We touched on it to just you know start the interview. It was just the, the mental aspect of it. We went up there last year and um, you know, they had a big play right after we went down and scored and brought it to a, to a six point game and they rattled off a long run. And that was it. I mean, we even, even talking to coach Spears after the game, 
um, Hal's Dodd head, head coach, he saw it too. He said after Brester ran off that 54 yard touchdown, we were, we were mentally done. We were hanging our heads. We had poor body language. Um, you know, despite all the things that went wrong in the game or, or situations, you know, big plays or things that can take your momentum away. You know, I thought our kids did a good job of, of rebounding and responding and, and always staying in the fight. And like I said, we, you know, we had opportunities at the end of the game to, to possibly score and, and, you know, tie it up and go to overtime. And, you know, he so said, without a player like Ethan Lada, without your 2000 yard back and 500 yard receiver, you know, that's 43 touchdowns. that's not on the field. And I'm not saying if Ethan's in the game, we win the game, but you know, if, if Howell's Dodge loses Hunter Luther, it's, you know, they're a completely different team. And, uh, you know, we're no different than, than any other, any other school in the eight man level, you lose your guy, and, um, you know, you're a completely different ball club. So, I was just pleased on how our kids kept fighting, even when adversity was against us. So, um, like I said, that was a big focus in the offseason for these guys. So, I know the game didn't come out the way we wanted to, but I know we're just going to keep building on that for the for the future. And that was going to be my final question for you, Coach. You lose some key seniors, but the cupboard won't be bare at all. You've got a lot of returners. You're going to have a solid group in 2024. What are some things you hope to address in the offseason for your group? Well, just like this year, we got to find out, you know, who's going to step in that quarterback position. And, um, you know, Lane Brown didn't play a whole lot of snaps in, in varsity time, you know, in, in the previous three years. And he came in and was able to run through the offense. He did it as a junior high kid. You know, he was our seventh and eighth grade quarterback. And then he moved up and, you know, played some cue. But, you know, we just we really try to, to work on development. You know, we try to find GV games. We try to find junior high games so we can get these kids, you know, that developmental time. You know, so there, you know, obviously we're going to have to figure out a quarterback, um, you know, situation there. And then, you know, just like this year, we'll move guys around if we need to. You know, Jackson Kurtzer was an all-state D lineman and, you know, played him at linebacker. So, you know, we're going to find, you know, if we got to move somebody to do a linebacker spot because we're not going to, you know, we lose our two starters there and really our number three linebacker as well, Brody Rogers, um, who Brody played everywhere. We called him our Swiss Army knife. Uh, you know, play DN, play linebacker, play DB. So just trying to fill out, you know, and find who can fill in some of those spots. And we're going to be young again, and we're going to have two seniors on the team, um, you know, Judd Johnson and and uh, Lake and Wissink, who we lost Lakin all year to a shoulder injury. So we'll get Lakin back next year. You know, and hopefully that one of those two guys or both those guys can can step up and fill some roles for us. But you know, we know we're going to be young. We're going to have to rely on some sophomores and possibly a freshman, and that's not ideal at any level of um, you know high school football. But uh, you know, we still want to be competitive. Our goal is still going to be, you know, we want to go to the quarterfinals for a seventh year in a row. You know, we're not going to change the expectations because we have graduation losses. And, you know, we're still going to expect to win football games and, and, and improve. Big thanks goes to Mike Spargo, head coach of the Dundee County Stratton Tiger football team, for joining us on the RPAC Rundown podcast. We'll take a short break and then we will wrap things up. Not every business is fortunate enough to serve the kind of people we do. People who take the time to give us honest, valuable feedback for the purpose of helping their business be its best. People willing to hand over the reins to their financial future simply because they know we can be trusted. To you, our customers, thank you. Your unwavering support lets us confidently say First Central Bank is here to stay. First Central Bank, member FDIC. Welcome back to the podcast. Our Athletes of the Week will return when the winter sports season gets started. As always, the Athletes of the Week are brought to you by First Central Bank member FDIC. 
So that'll do it for this episode, a little bit more condensed this week. As always, go to rpacrundown.com. Follow us on social media for all of your RPAC needs. We have our winter edition of the magazine coming soon, and also some other fun coverage is coming up. We'll see you next time.